It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You supply the takes. We provide the take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Happy Takes on Takes Friday. Connecting with the people, the listeners of this show. Joe, this is the best week of this show that we've potentially ever had. It's been good. Stop thinking about it. It's pretty impressive. Football's back. So football's back. It's cool to see everybody. Uh, I don't have any obscure college prospects to nuke the intro of the show with, like I did earlier in the week. What was that, Wednesday? Yeah. Talked about Graham Barton. Uh, Don't have anybody like that, but uh, hope to have one for you on Monday to just totally throw off everything that we plan in the pre show because that's that's my favorite thing about the dynamic that you and I have. You're very process oriented, and I am very much just. If it happens in here, then it happens here. If I do that, it's dangerous. There's a reason I'm process oriented. It's to guard myself. It's to (laughs) stay to stay employed. You know those types of things. Um, I feel like we should tell people that we're recording this before Thursday night football. So whatever happened tonight or last night between yeah, it was amazing. The Eagles and Vikings. I'm sure it was awesome. Um, But yeah, we we don't we don't know what happened. So um, let's do it, man. We got some we got some stuff. We got some stuff here. And uh, I'm I'm excited to get into it. We we solicited the takes this week from Twitter. Now, most of the time, it's going to be on YouTube. But because of some circumstances this week, we needed to do it that way. So let's get into it. First one comes from Luke. Luke says, week one will prove to be a big anomaly as many of the teams that struggled, not just the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, but also teams like the Steelers, Seahawks, and perhaps even the Giants will still make it to the playoffs. Oh, I thought he was going to say we're going to win because it was like the Seahawks are going to win. We did. We just did the picks right. yeah. <laughs> for last week. All right. So it was Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills. Mm-hmm. And then the Giants, the Seahawks. Steelers. Steelers. And what's what's scary about Pittsburgh is in this, this AFC conference that is so loaded, they are so banged up. Like yeah. You, 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 you really can't afford to lose too much ground, right? Because it's – the playoff berth is probably a race to 10, and that's not even a guarantee. Correct. So the teams who are the quickest to get to 10 are going to put themselves in position to have the margin for error to close the door at the end of the year and get in the postseason. For Pittsburgh, 
we were very complimentary of their schedule, but now Hayward's out confirmed eight weeks as of Thursday morning. Deontay Johnson, hamstring, going to miss some time. They play Browns, and then they're at Las Vegas for a West Coast trip. Now, that is a night game, Sunday night football. Texans, Ravens, Rams, Jaguars. Realistically, we hope in four, three wins in the next six. Probably so. If it's less than three, I don't like their chances to get to the postseason. Right. Because it feels like it would be potentially too big of a hole to be able to climb up out of, considering you uh, haven't played the Bengals at all. Considering you have one of the tougher divisions. You have Green Bay still on the schedule. You have the Bengals twice. You have the Ravens again. You have to go to Seattle late in the year. So I, I think wins this week are paramount for some of these, this perspective. And I know it's super early in the year to say that, but what was the statistic you had about 0-2 teams making the playoffs? Yeah, that's not good. Do, you, do I need to pull that up? I mean, it would probably further reinforce the point, but I don't think it's necessary to – statistically speaking, 0-2 is a very significant hole to be able to climb out of. It is, and if my computer, I, I I have it hyperlinked. It's 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 bookmarked on my thing. Oh, it's it's it, just a matter of loading the actual. Yeah, if you wild, take one more breath, history. okay, here it is. Oh, and two, eleven percent chance of making the playoffs. One and one, you're forty nine percent chance. So Big. Pittsburgh, go go win. Uh, he listed six teams. I think four of them make the playoffs. How about that? Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Steelers, Seahawks, Giants. I think four. Games. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. And, and if you get the three from the AFC that are, are perceived to be top of the conference type teams, you know, Pittsburgh's fringe, Seattle fringe, Giants fringe, I think it's fair to say one of the fringe teams makes it. I'm good. All right. Let's get to this next one. I want to go first on this one. It comes courtesy of Brett Whitefield. He's trying to get us to follow. Oh, He's trying yeah, to get us to I saw, I saw this one. I saw this one. Brett comes at us with. And and Brett claims to be a Patriots fan, so let's also keep that in mind. He he he's really a Lions fan. Don't let don't let don't get it twisted. But he claims to be a Patriots fan. Brett Whitefield says the Miami Dolphins will win the AFC East. No comment. I, I, I want to respond to this. It's always been within the realm of possibilities, right? Correct. Like, it, certainly, you look at Week One and they have the big explosive offensive performance against the Chargers, and they're one and zero, and you feel good about how they were able to bounce back from the way that game looked last year. And the Bills had a sloppy performance from Josh Allen and our zero one. So, I, like, I can feed into those dynamics, you, and you wonder about the Jets' ability to do it without Aaron Rodgers, right? It's mm-hmm. the unfortunate reality that team. The, the perspective for that team is just different, and I'm still not sure on the Patriots. So, it feels like it may be down to a two team race, and certainly Dolphins are up one game. It's the always odds- been possible. The odds reflect that because I think it's like plus 145 and plus 150 to win the East right now. From the Bills and Dolphins? Between our two teams, yeah. yeah. So, so it's 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 absolutely possible. I'll acknowledge that, but I've acknowledged that before we saw the week one. To be the man, you got to be the man, right? Ask me after week four. <laughs> and he, I don't know, ask me after week 18. Well, yeah, but if you were going to yeah. – if if Miami – takes care of business and gets to two divisional wins over the next three weeks and goes to new England and to Buffalo and wins those two games. You say, Hey, first quarter of the season, you've done an outstanding job. You put yourself in literally the exactly best. Exactly what they did last year though, too. 
Right. They were the Bills were 0 2 in the division to start, lost it to the Jets and Dolphins, and they won the friggin' thing by multiple games. So right. I mean that's you gotta let it play out, you know? That's what right. I'm trying to say. Right. I will say I do think the Dolphins uh I like their chances of seeing based off systemically how they played differently, uh more of Tua Tungvalo this year. And they look tough, man. Nobody wants to play the Dolphins. Uh this next one here is from Solis, who says Brandon Staley is a bottom five coach in the league. His inability to have absolutely zero success with one of the best quarterbacks in the game and an incredible supporting cast puts him down there. Chargers are wasting Justin's prime with him coaching. You know who would probably agree with this? Ben Selleck. Brentley Weissman. Okay. Chargers Brentley fan, Weissman. lover of Justin Herbert. He he came out last year and was hypercritical of Brandon Staley. And a bunch of people got mad. Like, what was it? The one of the around the NFL guys talked about his tweet on the podcast and was yeah. like, oh, yeah. remember? He's like, oh, okay, this guy used to scout for the Chargers. And Brentley left because Brentley wanted to go to college, go to college scouting. So he left it and, and worked for UCLA. But he's like, oh, fired Charger scout has something not nice to say about the Chargers. Oh, big surprise. Yeah, it's like, well, no, he actually he, quit. He wanted to transition yeah. to college scouting. But, um, that was like a big thing last September was Brentley was like, yeah, well, yeah, look at the warm and fuzzies about the CEO aura of Brandon Staley. I have questions about him too. I mean, bottom five is, I mean, that's bad. That's, that's, okay. that's not, that's not good. Right. Let's do the thing. Ron Rivera. You know, I'm saying that. I know. I know you are. That's why I started there. <laughs> um, Getsy. Uh, he's not a head coach though. Eberflus. Not looking good. I'd rather have Staley. I would rather have Staley as well. Gannon. Definitely. Too early to tell, but I'd rather have Brandon Staley. Um, Todd Bowles. Yeah. Give me me Staley. Right. Um, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. Staley. That's five, right? So he's probably – I mean, he might be – Somewhere close, but I'm bottom five. Just that's 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 a tough spot to be. Uh, let's get this one in here. Sean says Arthur Smith should be fired for his continued unwillingness to give opportunities to his last three first round picks and Bijan London and Pitts. They have a ton of talent, and it is criminal that they are being wasted in this offensive scheme. I don't know. Is, is scheme the problem? I don't think it is, man. I think that Desmond Ritter's are quarterback. I mean. What what are your expectations what was it, here? Fifteen, eighteen, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, There's no no volume, no no aggressiveness down the field. Let's throw it to Kyle Pitts and Drake London with Desmond Ritter just to do it. Like, yeah, those should be when you throw the ball, it should go to those players. Well, I guess the maybe the counter argument can be made. This was the decision that the team made under his yeah direction. And that in itself is a sin that, that you can't forgive. And if you feel that way, okay, like that's totally fair to feel that way. And that's sometimes you're, you're a lot of times you see these coaches, these GMs, they, the reason that they get these opportunities is because of what happened in their last place. Right. And so you could see a lot of Titans dynamics being replicated with the Falcons. And part of that, that was an elite running back with um, Ryan Tannehill, right. A get by quarterback that can, be opportunistic in the passing game. That's what they're leaning into. Also, it's it's one game into 2023. Like it's it's one game in. Like mm-hmm. 
let's let's can we breathe a little bit and let this play out? All right, we got more to get to here in just a moment. But first, need to tell you about game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, but you know what? Sometimes it is. Game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, the best price guarantee. They have images of the seat views, so you know exactly what to expect when you get to the venue. Great prices. The app is easy to navigate, and they also send the tickets right to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails or anything like that. It is phenomenal. Oh, by the way, did I mention the last-minute tickets? You don't have to plan months in advance to go to an event. They have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joe, this next take is take is from At Grinding the Tape. Mm-hmm. And the take is this. By the end of week two, in the NFL, there the over under for undefeated teams in the AFC is one and a half. I'll take the over, smashing the over. I have the Dolphins, Jaguars, and Browns all winning, so that's three. Is inter- it is pretty interesting to look at? It. I did not expect the AFC to go. What was it, six and ten? Yeah, in week one. But it's really interesting to see the magnitude of the matchups. The Jets have the Cowboys, right? They're one of the six teams in the AFC with a win. Uh, the Browns and Steelers play. Cleveland's on the road in prime time. Uh, Baltimore has to play in Cincinnati. You have Jacksonville playing the Kansas City Chiefs with extra rest. You have the Dolphins in New England against the Patriots. And then the Raiders are in Buffalo against the Bills. Those are the matchups for the teams in the AFC with a win right now. I'm taking the over on one and a half. If you put it at two, I would have stayed away. I'll take the under. I'll make it interesting. Uh, Sticking with some Falcons banter here, Mark says Desmond Ritter will have more passing yards this year than Justin Fields. Uh, 115 in week one. For Ritter? Ritter. What do Fields have? Float around, you know, produce. Yeah, I'm going to float around and produce this thing. Justin Fields in week one of the 2023 NFL season had 216. I think it's Justin Fields. Yeah, I just don't know how much they're going to put on. Here's the perspective you need on the Falcons offense. Skill players that got touches in week one. Tyler Algier had 18. Bijan Robinson had 16. Desmond Ritter had two carries. Mack Hollins had three. And Kyle Pitts had two. Drake London was targeted one time. 
He so dropped of, of the 41 touches that you had as an offense in week one. You had 34 of 41 went to running backs. They know their formula. That is the formula. And because of that, I will fade Desmond Ritter to outpace Justin Fields in passing yards this season. Barring injury. Yeah, I, I uh, so aggressive take by Mark. Spike the football if you're right, but I'm going Justin Fields as well. Hmm. Uh, this comes from, I, the, the, I have the name written down as Panthers, so I, I guess. Okay. Panthers. The Carolina Panthers submitted I, to take I guess, today. I guess, I guess, I guess. Um, Josh Allen will throw 25 or more interceptions this season. No. <laughs> I don't think so either, man. But he's on, what's he's on pace for? What's uh, four times 17? That's a lot. So 48. Uh, eight. It's six. like 108. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So 10 times four, four is 40. Yeah, Seven times eight. four is 28. So 40 plus 28 is 68. 68. 68. I mean – Soft take. I mean, he's on pace for 68. You're only projecting 25. No, That's... he only see through three interceptions. I stand corrected. He turned it over four times. Three interceptions. Okay. Uh, so I was gonna say he he'd be on pace to double his career interceptions in one season. Yeah. Based off the, so the it's four thir- so 10 times three is 30, seven, 20, 51. He's on pace for 51 interceptions. Draft 68 turnovers. Draft yeah. zoom out. Uh, Look, I don't think I don't think he Josh does. Allen's career interception percentage is two and a half percent, right? It's at 7.3 through one game. It's going to come down. If he throws the ball. What, 626 times, times is what I haven't projected, projected at. Okay. I was going to say 600 is just a round number. Yeah. 14 and a half. He'll probably throw 15, 16 picks this year. Yep. Probably so. so but not, not 25. If he gets 25, 25, spike the football. Spike the football on us. Panthers. Yeah. Uh, Josiah, this is I. This is we need to get back to the Teddy take of the week, right? Didn't we Teddy, do this? this is Can we Teddy? have this back? Because this is my candidate. No, I love it. Yes, we can do okay. it. Okay, Josiah with a fire take. Watching a game at home is significantly better than going to a sports bar. Okay, are there any circumstances in watching any game is better at a sports bar than at home? Zero. Last place I want to be. Sports bar watching a football game. The most, what's the most fun you've had watching a sporting event in a public like bar? I've only ever done it out of necessity. Like before I was of age to have Sunday ticket and I had to go to like a local Bills backer bar to watch a game. I enjoyed it. This place was amazing. It was 12 bucks. It was all you can eat wings and hot dogs and pasta and salad. You watch the game, but like it was always annoying because you're nervous about getting there on time and getting a seat and being somewhere that you can actually see what you want to see. And you have to have conversations with people that I mean, I mean, sometimes they're just their football acumen's not there and you have to explain things to them. And it's it's not fun. It's not fun. Okay, Kyle Brandt, Mr. No Podcast. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. You watch you watch football games with people that know that you're a football guy and they talk to you the entire time and you're not wrong. Right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I won't, I have somebody in mind that's just like that. And I won't say it cause I don't want to get myself in trouble. Um, the most fun that I've had is if my team's not playing right. And I go to a place that has all the multi-screens of all the games and I could kind of just kind of sit there and look around and take it in. That has been fun. The most fun I have had was actually, uh, when I was living in Philadelphia, 
and Villanova played in the, the national championship game and they won the national championship. And me and my now wife went out to a bar and watched that game at a bar. And that was fun because it was like the hometown team playing for a title wins it. That was all. And really you probably fun. didn't care that much. Correct. Yeah. And that that's why the qualifier for me was if my team's not playing, if my team's not playing, if my team's playing like, yeah, you got to leave me alone. Like I'm either at the stadium or I am in my bubble and that is it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then there's always the component of you have to pay versus if you're at home, you've already bought the food. Yeah, but there is options. The food options. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I especially agree with this take if it is your favorite team that is playing the football. Pete says 32 fan bases think the refs are out to get them. <laughs> is it that mainly yeah. the rules are not enforced correctly or do fans just not understand the rules? I think they're enforced correctly more frequently than not. And they're misunderstood because of too many obvious, highly visible mistakes. Fan short for what Joe? Uh, fanatic. Fanatic. You don't, you know what you're, you are actually very good at this. There's times where you will send me like clips and stuff like you're like, Joe, I'm not qualified to, to tell if this is a penalty or not, but is it? Because you you recognize your own biases, um, I think there's a lot of truth to this. But you know, my I think my biggest fan um, thing that's like my pet peeve is this belief that the NFL is out to get you based on your schedule. Like, like you, oh, have, you, you have to play all these games, and the right, way that they're are they're already predetermined. The, right, like the the Bills playing in Kansas City like multiple years in a row. It's no, the NFL is not out to get the Bills. It's just that's the way the scheduling rotation works. I saw something with the uh, Dolphins and Chargers last week where the, the NFL made us play the Chargers two Chargers. years in a row. And yeah. no, it's just the way the rotation works. And eventually there's going to come a point in time, potentially based on where you finish, where you're going to have multiple games in a row at Hard Rock, Hard Rock Stadium. You know what I mean? Like they're not out to get you. It's just how the rotation goes. I, I, I can't be mad at the Dolphins' schedule at all. I mean, you, you, you get to biggest question with Miami is what? Cold weather games? scheduling yeah well yeah i think so yeah yeah i mean yeah. they they are at home for four of the last five weeks of the regular season they're at home and NFL wants it to happen for the dolphins that's what right. it is yeah it's, it's stacked the deck against right. the, the they're Jets. tired of the of the small market bills winning the afc east they had to make it so the dolphins can do it come on man are we kidding me uh, uh all right uh we got more to get to here in just a moment but first this show is brought to you by better help Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can help you take that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. And then if you need to switch therapists at any time, you can do so with no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Folks, you got to check out Price Picks. It is the funnest, the most exciting, and easily the best way to play daily fantasy sports. The format, I love it. It's awesome. It's just you versus numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros, including Sharks. It's just you versus the numbers. All you do, you, you select two or more players, you pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. It doesn't take long. You can make picks in under a minute, and then when you win, the withdrawals are super easy and super quick. We love watching football, but what makes football even more fun is having a prize picks entry going into the game. It just makes it that much more exciting. So go to prizepicks.com. 
slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL, promo code LockedOnNFL. You'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Home stretch for the week, Joe. This one's this one is a very aggressive take. And I I'm gonna be if we if we agree with this, I'd be surprised. Robert says last season the bottom five teams that rushed for a first down were the Bucks, Jets, Rams, Texans, and Colts. Bucks, Jets, Rams, Texans, and Colts. By the end of the season, three of these teams, and specifically naming the Jets, Rams, and Colts, will be in the upper quartile mm. in that category. And he specifies the upper quartile being the top eight. Thank you. Because I was told quartiles are pretty fluid on what the number of teams can be based on upper quartile of upper quartile. And it's a good thing. 32 is divided by four. So it's not that ambiguous, you know, listen, all I know is I was told upper quartile, upper quartile means top four and it's top two. So. All right. So do you think that between the bucks, jets, Rams, Texans, and Colts, that three of them are in the top eight of the NFL in first down rushes? Why does it matter if he gave us the teams? Let's just do the teams. He said the teams, right? Jets, Rams, and Colts. So th- that's the take. It's not three of the five. It's Jets, Rams, and Colts, who are bottom five, are now in the upper quartile in rushing first downs. Jets, yes. I think probably out of necessity. Yeah, but there's still a volume component of that. Right. The Colts, what's going to help the Colts is Anthony Richardson. He's going to run for first downs. No, There's no question. Zach Wilson can run, and it's going to be a run-the-ball-and-play-defense type of approach now. Or you would expect it to be. So I'll be inclined to say yes. Because I don't think they're going to pass the ball all over the field. Well, they have enough volume. That's my concern with the Jets. And who is the third team? Rams. No. I don't think it happens. I appreciate it. it's a creative, aggressive take, but it maybe I think one of them get. I think the Colts simply because of, of Anthony Richardson. Uh, Sam says take Matthew Stafford leads the NFC in passing yards this season. He said never would have thought of this going into the year considering his recent injury history. Stafford's been one of the most productive throwers of the football in in our in the last fifteen years of the NFL. Right. So who's the contenders? Kirk Cousins. Gino, I don't know about Dak. If he's healthy, the answer is yes. For sure, right? Totally possible. Yeah. I think Kirk I mean, Cousins might be like the biggest threat. Probably. I mean, Kirk Kirk's good for 4,400 yards a year. It's like turnkey. It's crazy. Part of life, yeah. Man, we, we already acknowledged we pre-recorded. I hope Kirk doesn't go for like 120 last night. <laughs> might have. Uh, we kind of <laughs> stayed away from that. Uh, except for this one, Waddles. Um, says hot take. Uh, they have two here. I guess they parlaying. Jordan Love ends the year as a top five quarterback in the NFC. The lesser hot take is Luke, Luke Musgrave has a top five all time rookie season for tight ends. Top five all time rookie oh, season. Oh, all right, let me float around and produce this thing. What does that even mean? It was like Kyle Pitts and Mike Dicka. Those are the best ones. Pat Fryermuth was pretty good. Okay. Most receiving yards be a rookie tight end in a season. Top five, Mike Dicka, 1,076 yards. Kyle Pitts, 1,026 yards. 
Jeremy Shockey, 894 yards. Keith Jackson, 869 yards. Charlie Young, 854. Shout out sixth place was John Mackey. Mackey, the Mackey Award. Mm -hmm. That guy. And then Evan Evan Ingram, seventh, was 722. So So there's only been five over 800 in the history of the NFL? Yes. Wow. And there's only been seven over 700. So really what we're getting into is will Luke Musgrave have 800 or more passing or receiving yards? No. I don't think he does either. I think he, I think 5 or 600 is possible but that's we're getting into well, a place where and, I'm uncomfortable. And for for context there's 2 4 6 8 10 12. There's only been 12 with 600. Yeah. I think it's pretty unlikely. No. I, I he said so. that was the lesser of the hot takes. Like he's kind of expecting this. I think 600 for Musgrave in that offense is a reasonable expectation. Super good. Uh, how about this one from Sam? Despite losing Aaron Rodgers, the Jets will still finish 2023 with a better record than they did in 2022 and have more wins than the Giants. So what were they, 7 and 11 last year? Or 7, seven and 10? 7 and 10. So do they get to eight wins or do they have more wins than the Giants? They got one. They got one. They're up one. Uh, they'll be. I have a feeling they'll be even after this week. The same schedule that we talked about with Aaron Rodgers is still there, right? First six. I, I don't think they do, Kyle. I don't. I'm sorry. I can see them getting seven. I don't think it's crazy that they get eight because we thought it's this not was crazy. A, we thought this was a ten or eleven win team with Aaron Rodgers, right? The defense is still the defense. They can still run the ball. It's going to be more chaotic. There's no question. The Jets, should we do the thing? Is this how we want to finish? Sure. We'll do the thing real quick. Find me the wins. Uh, At Dallas. No. Home against the Patriots. Maybe. I think it's, it's their best chance so far for another win. Home against Kansas City. No. At Denver. Maybe. Home against Philadelphia. So is two maybes equal one win? I have a tally of maybes and yeses that I'm keeping here with my handy-dandy okay. pink okay. tablet here. Okay. Uh, home against Philly. I don't think so, man. Coming out of the bye playing the Giants. Put it as a yes? Or a maybe? Put it as a maybe. Uh, home on Monday night against the Chargers. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, at Las Vegas against the Raiders. Yes. Maybe. Put as a yes. Okay. Put as a yes. I think they can negate all of the good things the Raiders have to lean on. It's just, is Max Crosby going to destroy the football team? Uh, at Buffalo. Yeah, maybe, right? <laughs> is Josh going to turn it over four times and you get a special teams touchdown? They had the... Probably not, but like it was the same contrast last year where they were horrible in Jersey, come back to Buffalo, right. they win the game, but still kind of a sloppy offensive performance. Right. I'm putting it as a maybe. Uh, home against the Dolphins. In maybe. I guess. I mean, divisional I, home I, game, I, right? We got to give I, you a maybe. I want to be objective, right? Yeah, divisional home uh, game. I don't think it's outside of the the realm of possibilities. Now, for my expectations as a Dolphins fan, do I? 
my expectations are raised when you play the Jets because you don't have Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But we're just to be objective. Like it's a home game, a uh, home against the Falcons. Yes. 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 Home against the Texans. Yes. Yes. In Miami. I don't. Probably not. Probably not. Home against the Commanders. Yes. On the road in Cleveland, short week, Thursday night football. That feels like a no to me. In New England against the Patriots. Maybe. Okay, so how many yeses do we have? Three? We have four yeses. Four yeses, so that's five wins. How many maybes do we have? Every two counts as we'll count every two as Six a one. maybes. Six maybes. So that's eight. Like you're we feel like eight's probably and they already have one. No, I included that one. Oh, okay. Because I said the the four yeses plus the one they already plus have. Plus the one, five, five win, and then the maybes. six maybes, half the maybes is eight. Okay, maybe it's uh maybe it's possible there. I don't think it's crazy. And and we had the Giants as a maybe. So that that game head to head might end up deciding if this is a factual take or not. Right, right. Fun. I think that was courtesy of uh our friend Sam Teets. So good Sam one. Sam Teets bringing yeah. us home. That is gonna do it for us. This week on Locked On NFL Scouting, we hope you guys enjoyed Takes on Takes. We always do. We hope you enjoyed the shows this week. It seems like you did. If you did, hit subscribe. Come on back. See us again tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Monday. We need to calibrate. There's a lot of football to be played. we got to watch it. We hope you do, too. We hope you come back and see us. Find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 